Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have my guest that has come the most times out of any guest I've ever had, Dr. Bill McGraw. A big part of it is he's willing to come and always, you know, he knows a lot about a lot of different subjects. So the combination is a good one. So I have him back again, Dr. Bill McGraw. Um, we've talked about the toxicity of mercury, of aluminum, you know, dealing with cancer. And we're going to go into some different cancer protocols that he's uh you know, he's worked on today. We've talked about many, many issues. So for listeners, if this podcast sparks your interest, if you Google Dr. Bill McGraw, Finding Genius, uh, you'll see all his other podcasts and there's a lot of material there. So I encourage you to listen. We're going to talk uh, again today to Bill. So welcome again, Bill. Thanks for coming. Thanks very much for having me again. Yeah. Just in case, you know, people haven't heard you, just give me a little bit about your background and then we'll get up to the uh, cancer protocol treatments that you're working on right now. Okay, I, I could go all the way, way back, but it would be too long of a conversation. So I'll go back about, let's say about 15 years, how I got reinvolved in studying medicine. I, I did a degree in pre-medicine, and I went out to get two other degrees in science and studied medicine for 40 years. And about 15 years ago, I'm working in South Africa on a science project. It's a multi-million dollar project. It was in aquaculture. I have a degree in that as well. And I started developing insomnia, and, and I went to the doctor, and I said, look, I I can't sleep, so he gave me a prescription for some drugs. <laughs> I think it was a heavy-duty like a tranquilizer called Stillnox, and it really knocked me out. But a couple of months later, I it stopped working, so I was looking for another drug. And that went on for a couple of years, and after a while, it just developed into anxiety. So uh, I had to go to that an, another doctor in, in Panama and have them uh, give me another drug. And so I went through it over and over again. Finally, the doctor said to me, look, I don't have any more drugs for you. Don't don't come back here ever again. So I'm st- standing outside the doctor's office thinking, what am I doing? And so I just said, well, I'm going to fix this myself. So I went back into medicine and I read thousands of research papers and books. And I wrote a book on mercury toxicity because that's what was causing all of my insomnia and anxiety was mineral deficiency caused by heavy metals. Now, this is not that far out. There was a guy called Andrew Cutler who was saying the same sort of thing, but he's not that popular. Not nearly as popular as a guy by the name of Dr. Joel Wallach, who will tell you all chronic disease caused by mineral deficiency. And well, all mineral deficiency, most all of it's caused by heavy metal toxicity, which takes the place of the good metals and prevents the absorption, the transfer utilization. Quick question here. What are some of the quote-unquote good versus bad metals that someone can have in their body? All right, the good metals, the classic ones that are deficient, are zinc and copper. I mean, they're super necessary. Now, copper at very minor amounts, like two milligrams, and you can supplement it even as high as six. But there are books and people talking about supplementing at 50, and that's just no good. Because copper at a high concentration in the blood will actually cause Alzheimer's. Two out of three people are going to die from Alzheimer's over the age of 80. So people that don't do their homework, their research, people that don't study medicine, they're writing books, and people are following them. Well, because their social media is huge, right? Oh, well, we have to follow it. He has a lot of people on Facebook. Well, okay, I guess so. But yeah, so that's people get in trouble if they don't do their homework, for sure. Zinc, on the other hand, you can supplement at 50 milligrams. You know, it's very common to get 10 or 20, but you can supplement up to 50. And so well, what else? Iron, 
Uh, yeah, we don't su- we don't supplement with iron because it causes problems with oxidation and bacterial overload in the human body. But you got manganese and magnesium and so on, and good good on the list, you know, yeah. all the essential right. minerals. And then the ones that typically take the place of those are lead, mercury, cadmium, arsenic. And you get those from the air because of chemtrails. There, every time there's lots of chemtrails, they pick up these odd metals and people. You know, even things like vanadium and tungsten and all these crazy heavy metals, I picked them up. Well, what about body. from power plants burning yeah. materials or uh, concrete plants? Or yeah. you know, I've heard there's radioactivity that comes out of them in small amounts and all kinds of heavy metals get burned and go into the atmosphere. Like, yeah. What are the other sources or major sources of them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the biggest source now is artisanal mining for gold because mercury combines with gold. People just buy it off the used metal market and, and dump it into a pan when they're panning for gold and, and it'll combine with the gold flex into a bolus, if you will, like a clump of mercury and gold. And at the end of the day or the end of the week, when you think you had enough, you just burn off the mercury into the atmosphere using a torch and then you wind up inhaling in it, inhaling some of the mercury and it kills you, but you get your gold and then you get you know your 50 bucks and you go to town and you party. You get, you know, women and drugs or whatever they do. These mining towns are pretty rough places. And then you're burning off the mercury in the atmosphere. It travels all the way around the world and winds up causing toxicity and, and all kinds of people everywhere. So right now, the biggest source is artisanal mining, followed by coal burning. China burns more coal than the rest of the world combined, and they're still building coal power plants. Well, you have to. It's the cheapest source of fuel, right? You have to keep going, right? You got to build your fake towns. There's something like 500 fake towns now, because the entire economy is all based on real estate. You have to keep building to keep the economy propped up, right? Of course you do. Of course you do. It's all about money, right? So you have all that. And then, you know, here in Panama, there was a recent two and a half months of blockades because they're protesting copper mines. Okay, so that's another metal that they're pulling out of the ground. It creates an insane, like 20 times the amount of waste is the amount of copper, and that's all to support China building their fake cities, and which just fall apart. Again, it's all real estate. It's a big bubble kind of thing. So that's something else that's going on. That's a, another heavy metal story. Uh, but anyway, there are a lot of different sources. Coal burning is, is the second, and then you go on down the line. It used to be making of PVC, but they're replacing mercury with some other ways Mercury is a big catalyst to a lot of these reactions. And so they're basically phasing that out. You can buy mercury on the used metal market and then gold, you know, panning for gold and use it and then burn it off into the atmosphere and pollute the entire planet. So that's where a lot of it's coming from as well. Jeez. Okay. You had studied, you were, you were able to help yourself, you know, yes. just maybe give a brief description of how, and then we'll, we'll move on to the uh, cancer protocols you're working on now. Sure. What I did was, after reading so many papers, you come upon the right information, even though it's really under incredible disdain by major media just back, absolutely swamps it. It's hard to find this material, even though the major cause of chronic disease is heavy metal toxicity. It just is when you come down to it. So after reading these books, I just started supplementing with magnesium, potassium, and my anxiety was gone. It was like the most foreign thing I could ever imagine that happened to me. Uh, I used to have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and have to take a drug and walk around my neighborhood till I got tired enough to sleep because I had this anxiety and insomnia. And that was gone. And I just thought, wow, this is nuts. The next question was, well, why didn't you know the regular NDs and MDs I saw over the many years tell me about this? This is crazy. You know, and so I wrote a 400 page, 500 source book on mercury toxicity, and I found out every cause of it, you know, and every 
possible problem and why people just cover it up because MDs and the MDs just don't get trained in heavy metal toxicity. And so all this information is just suppressed. So then I went on to learn more and more about detox of heavy metals, detox myself. I wrote a second book on aluminum toxicity because that was really huge for causing uh, Alzheimer's. And then I went in back into studying medicine, but from a different avenue, from the avenue of rife technology and physics. So I got into that. And my first cancer kill was seven years ago for a guy who had 15 year skin cancers. So with three two-hour sessions, I completely cleared all of his skin cancer. And he was able to avoid a serious Mohs surgery, which would have caused some weeks and weeks of recovery, a lot of pain. So he was just absolutely thrilled. And so was I. I mean, I was just on this high for weeks after going, wow, what else can I do? So I got further and further into the technology and other technologies for measuring heavy metals. There's this quantum magnetic analysis machine. And I've been looking at the the technology for 10 years and it finally came of age. About a year ago, I was looking at this technology and I saw all the numbers and I said, well, these are right on as compared to previous years. So I then contacted the manufacturer and had them build me a special recent model with recent software and it was right on the money. So now I sell that on my website and I use it every day in my practice to measure heavy metals, mineral deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies. And then I'm also using Rife technology every day. Rife technology has really come a long way. We have scalar technology where we run modified right frequencies through a scalar field to determine resonant frequencies inside the human body, which basically is any bacteria, virus, parasite, cancer will resonate in the human body. And then we use those resonant frequencies reapplied at three minutes per frequency to kill any and all cancer. So then I went on to heal breast cancer and prostate cancer, which are two of the big ones that I do regularly. And I did endometrial cancer. And I now consult all over the world. I mean, about 50 different countries, most all of them speaking English, of course, because that's why my brain works, even though I speak, I speak Spanish. But And, and it, just I have the thrill now of helping people use the spooky to rife technology to heal themselves because I've done it hundreds of times. You know, Look, I, I, I tell me about some of the new protocols you have, what kind of cancers specifically, and what are the new protocols? How do they different or yeah, augmented I, versus missing ones? Yeah. I've got to tell you the story. It's, it's absolutely crazy. It's so interesting. Um, I, I advised a client who had breast cancer since 2016, who went through a lot of like six years of chemotherapy and surgery and radiation, I advised them to use the first four sessions of the first protocol, which we reviewed before, but it killed whatever remaining breast cancer. It killed the cancer in the sternum, but it didn't do anything to the liver cancer. So I was in shock. I'd never seen this before. A cancer stand up to those four sessions that I spent my time developing. So I developed immediately developed a second session, and that's going to be an eight-hour sweep which is basically slowly going through every single cancer frequency that exists. According to the database, it takes eight hours. What's well, a huge investment in time? And then I was able to write programs to divide up the eight-hour sweep into one-hour sweeps, which basically just filters through like 1.5 to 1.52 billion hertz. And so we just kill cancer that way. And so when that was applied, we had a big response to the cancer. Okay. And then I developed a, a second protocol after that by using MW frequencies, which are compounds. So all of the chemotherapeutic drugs all have frequencies that emulate any compound or any substance. So we use those frequencies to kill cancer. So I let the chemotherapeutic uh, people do the work for me. And then I develop a frequency to kill the cancer using their compound as a model. And so that seemed to work really well. And then the final session of that three session second new cancer protocol was just simply assuming that wherever you found the cancer, it developed there. Before we continue, 
I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now back to the show. So this was a breast cancer that metastasized in the liver. But then we started using liver frequencies and they started working. So this I'd never seen before. If you have a cancer that develops in the breast, it's always going to respond to breast cancer frequencies. But yet at the same time, I went and did liver frequencies and it responded. Now, the whole question, the million dollar question is what, what happened? And I determined that because there was like six, eight years of radiation and chemotherapy, that this killed off all of the weaker cancer cells and the ones remaining were very hardy, very tough. It's the <laughs> simple survival of the fittest. This is what happens when you use those drugs that don't kill everything. What's left is the super strong cancer cells that grow. And this happens on its own and it happens 10 times. Well, the, uh, the super strong ones, does that mean that, you know, nothing is perfect? So the ones that are, again, as you characterize them, super strong, they must have other weaknesses that arise, other ways to target them. Now that they become like this, right? Well, you know, if you're going to survive in a cancer tumor with all these other cells that are, you know, freaks, basically, they're super fast growing, they're tough, they're already resistant, they exist in a lot of toxicity. You know, cancer cells absorb toxins and heavy metals. And so you, you become pretty tough. And then when you have, like, all of a sudden you have this radiation that knocks off all the weaker competitors. Well, it's just like opening up the floodgate and all these fast growing cancer cells that can survive, grow, and, and are super hardy begin to just explode and grow at five times as fast the rate. So you have that and you know, to be able to kill them, you need a different frequency. I think that's have you. You, um, you need harder. You, you need harder and, and stronger frequency. Yeah. Have you run, have you run a tiny one with these turbo cancers that have been described from you know because of the uh, the crab scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, have I you had experience with them, and what has it been like? You know, they do grow faster, but I haven't documented so much how fast. I get some cancers, in particular brain cancers, which may be related to some of the 5G or the cell phone technology that seem to be really fast growing. Some cancers, maybe some liver cancers, endometrial cancers, I've seen them grow super fast. And so, but you got to realize what's really freaky is that the people that get the vaccines, they're more resistant to new technologies and new alternative medicine. They're hardcore standard medicine people, so they're going to go right to the chemotherapy radiation, get the all the cancers cut out immediately in surgeries, you know, and those are the people that are most resistant to the alternative therapy, which is really ironic because those are the people that need the alternative medicine the most, but they're not going to get it because yeah, there's some, I'm sure, that did it under pressure and now they regret it and they do want yep. the help. Yes, but the media suppresses the spooky technology. Right now, I can't sell my book on Amazon because it's unavailable. People say, I can't find your book. I can't get your book. They say it's unavailable. Well, YouTube took down my channel. They won't even put up a video with my name or face in it. So YouTube yeah. or uh, Spooky 2 won't publish my, my any of my videos. I mean, I'm just, the information is incredibly suppressed. I, what do you think? I've been on your station 17 times. There's no other options. I don't have people that will take me on. Well, easy, even on YouTube. Well, I'm banned from YouTube. What if you did a book just with the title that, you know, Rife Technology is a Scam? But then the whole body of the book was your normal stuff. Do you think that might actually get past the censors and get on, go under the radar? 
Well, that's pretty crazy. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to do it. There's, there seems to be a need for another YouTube channel. And I do on BitChute, but BitChute isn't YouTube. It's like 10%. Yeah, they have a much smaller reach. YouTube is like 2 billion, 3 billion people, some crazy sick number. And there's just no matching it. And, and YouTube suppresses everything and so do the major media. So it's hard to find, you know, the people like me out there. I mean, it's got to be word of mouth or it's got to be, you know, through a podcast. And that's where I get out. And that's where I get, oh, well, I heard uh, Finding Genius Podcast. I heard you on there. Uh, I want to talk to you about this, that, and the other. And, and so that's where I reach out to people. But getting back to the second cancer protocol, you know, only 2% of all original cancers are liver cancers. And so some people believe that cancer is always going to develop in the liver given the opportunity of toxicities and cancer people always are pretty toxic. So after the cancer cells are killed, you have to go back to detox and get rid of the heavy metals. So it goes right in line with my, my previous work. When you said cancer, people that have cancer are toxic, is that because of the chemo radiation or is that because of the nature of cancer itself? Oh no, both. That's absolutely both. So both. originally, right. well, because you start, you start off as a poor detoxifier and start accumulating uh, heavy metals in the liver kidney. Well, these are the organs that are detoxing the body. So they become overwhelmed and you begin accumulating a lot more toxins in the body. And so eventually your immune system becomes depressed. You stop recognizing cancer cells as those that need to be destroyed. And in a toxic environment, the cancer cells do not go through apoptosis, which is regular program death, and they just survive and keep growing. And then the selection occurs once you get chemo radiation. And then you develop these fast growing tumors and then maybe you get a couple of the big V's, you know, which we don't want to say. I'm already restricted enough. Oh my, I'm, I'm a bad guy. So if you get the big V, it's going to produce all these Oh, screw it. Spike proteins. And so the spike proteins cause massive amounts of inflammation, the human body, the immune system depression, which then further stirs out the growth of cancer. So all these things add up to create a faster and faster growing cancer, which requires more extenuation of more hardcore applied frequencies of, of rife technology, like eight hour sweeps. You know, these are really, really powerful cancer killers and, and people need to divide them up because I've seen people get sick, like really bad fatigue and swelling and pain and so on in the area of killing cancer. So I divide them up into one-hour sessions by writing programs. And so you get access to these programs when you look on my website, my seminars. And then, you know, the Spooky 2 program is free to download, and you can look at the programs that are available. And if you do this, you know, the four-session cancer protocol, which is free for anybody to learn on my seminars, on my website, if you go through that, you don't think you have fast enough cancer killing, you move on to the second protocol. The second protocol well, will never be doubt. How does it work, though? So if I get this, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with the machine, like, literally, what will I experience... What is the machine doing? And, you know, the okay. person sitting there, what will they feel? Well, it's a it's a plasma device, which is basically plasma is a different state of matter that transfers frequency at a very powerful amplitude. So it's a, basically a tube with a blinking light in it, a plasma, and you hold it against the body. And that blinking light transfers the frequency into the body at about three to 10 minutes per frequency. For known cancer killers, we still use the same frequencies that Royal Rife used in 1934 because they work so darn well. And now we have all these other options. By using computers, we can manipulate waveform, amplitude, duty cycle. So now we can create these waveforms. It's like Rife technology on steroids to absolutely wipe out cancer. And so we have eight-hour sweeps now, and we have molecular weight frequencies, which implement or emulate the frequencies of chemotherapeutic drugs. And but like, uh, if uh, let's say I have, you know, I'm dealing with uh, liver cancer, is the plasma directed just at that one part of my body, or is it all over? 
And again, as I sit there, what will I literally feel and experience? Yeah, you, you won't feel anything as far as the blinking light goes. I mean, it, you might feel a little vibration and that's about it. It's pressed directly against the liver. It has to be within three to six inches to affect the cancer. I mean, really kill it. Okay, so you're pressing the plasma up against the body. There's other devices. There's pads to put on for a second channel, a second group of frequencies. There's also an ultrasonic frequency device, which transmit a harmonic of the main frequency, which makes the main frequency transmitted by the plasma work even better. And then finally, there's a PMF coil, which transmits 100 hertz to basically uh, open and close cells at a very rapid rate to allow the frequencies to travel faster with a greater amplitude or a greater strength. So when you have these devices hooked up, you just lay back, you rest with these devices on you, transmit the frequency, you don't feel much. Within a day, 24 hours, you, you experience some fatigue, uh, some minor swelling, some discomfort, and then with another day or two, it goes down and you're ready for your next cancer treatment. Typically, I've calculated 4% decrease in cancer growths and, and 9 tumors in an H2 hour session. So with- How do you- uh... Do people have to get uh, MRIs, or how do they know yeah, that the absolutely. tumor is being affected? Well, you just have to get a good MRI technician to basically measure A and B sides of tumors, and then do it again after I get done with the business. And then we measure, you know, 80, 90% reduction in all tumors within three months. And whatever's remaining, we whack them with the second protocol. And that's it. You know, and then you have to go on a cancer maintenance and a detox, because that's why you got sick in the first place. So have there been cases where the person just didn't respond at all? It didn't work? No, I've never seen that. Not with the second, the second new cancer protocol. I mean, I was freaked out. I developed that the same exact time, that same consultation. This person said, look, we're not getting the reaction. I said, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, we've done it over, you know, four times, four rounds of the sessions. And I went, whoa. And I just went, all right, let's do this. And I went right into the eight-hour session, right into the MWs, right into the origination theory, which says that wherever cancer is, that's where it originated, which is, you know, very unlikely because the odds of cancer developing two different areas in the body at one time are, are pretty high. I mean, pretty astronomical. Really, it just doesn't happen. You develop cancer in one area and it metastasize. It doesn't develop two areas. I mean, you know, one will take over, basically, even if you do develop two. Okay, so how does the protocol affect primary tumors versus metastatic tumors? What's been your observation? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. The and You go after one first and then the other. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I always go after the biggest and oldest tumor because that one's likely the the meanest and fastest growing. And really? you know, when these when these tumors become older, they you know they get their own blood supply and they begin developing these you know outer coverings, and that's where the pancreatic enzymes come in to dissolve some of the outer coverings of these tumors and so on, and to get access to the inside of the cells and and so on. But we also have frequencies to do that. But a lot of my my research buddies are telling me, look, you got to look at this pancreatic enzyme. It's amazing. So I'm getting into it. I'm getting into every, anything and everything outside of voodoo. And I live in Panama. There's lots of voodoo. Right. We, don't, we don't go near there. But I get into just about everything you can imagine. Hmm. So again, if someone has several metastatic cancers and yeah. a primary, you'll go after yeah. the primary first? I mean, yeah. have, you, yeah, have, yeah. have you experimented and gone after yes. the metastatic lesions first to see what the difference is? No, but I can tell you that the metastatics are typically uh, smaller and the first one I go after and then, you know, we go after until the swelling, you know, it's really beat that there's swelling and discomfort and then we'll go after a different area. Once that swelling starts to go down, we'll go after a different area. A lot of times the wand, which is, geez, you know, it's like two and a half feet long, you can use it to kill two groups of cancer cells at once. So let's say a woman has breast cancer metastasizing the liver. It happens all the time. I can run the, the breast and the liver at the same time. And I do. And I do. And you'll find anywhere where we have that wand, you're not going to have any liver cancer or any metastases in any place where you don't have it. I mean, the liver's pretty, fairly big on most people. Uh, you can't cover the whole thing with the wand. Uh, 
you're going to have cancer there where, where the wand isn't there. So there you go. But yeah, but what have you noticed though, by going after uh, the metastatic lesions first or the primary first? Have you tried different methods to see what works better? Or, you know, the current method works well enough, don't mess with it. No, I always go after the biggest primary. You know, that's the one that's usually causing discomfort. That's the one that worries people the most. I mean, there's a big emotional component here. Some people say, and if you study Dr. Jerry Tennant, that these cancers are related to blocked uh, meridian pathways. Some of these can become emotional blocks, whereas the emotions create frequencies that block meridian pathways. I've studied all that, and it's all very valid stuff. And you can unblock the meridian pathways by using PEMF technologies and scalar fields. So a lot, you know, it's all physics based. We don't, we don't use any scalpels or any of that anymore. I mean, that's, that's like Kate Grant yeah. stuff, you know? What about blood, you know, non-solid tumor cancers, like, you know, blood cancer? Oh, yeah. Like yes. Oh, wow. What a question. I'm glad you asked it. I find that the first and second stage lymph- lymphatic and the leukemic cancers are due to heavy metals. And I swear to God, if you're running, you see somebody with heavy metals and I run a scalar Rife scan, I'll pick up all kinds of inflammation, lymphatic system. I'll pick up Hodgkin's lymphomas and so on in the first and second stages and even myelomas. And that's the way the MDs will diagnose. Now, for me, I know better. I've seen it come and go when you get rid of the heavy metals. That inflammation goes down, and then you, your white blood cells go down from the inflammation, and you don't have a problem anymore. Nobody knows that. I don't publish papers in, in scientific journals. I don't have the time, and I'm not sure they're going to publish. I don't belong to a medical group or the hospital. I'm not with Johns Hopkins or whatever. And yeah. so, you know, I'm a renegade. So they're not going to publish my, especially, you know, pharmaceutical gets older of that. Oh, they'll never approve it. It's way too controversial. You know what it is? It's, it's anything that takes away capital is frowned upon. You know, that's yep. why cancer cures were available 100 years ago, but they were capital reducing, so they were never approved. So you have people come to you and you do the treatment there locally, live in yeah. person, or do people do it on their own with, yeah. uh, you know, guidance or assistance? Like, how does it typically happen? Absolutely both. People come to me all the time and I heal them from cancer, autoimmune disorders, you name it, just everything, uh, parasitic infections and so on. And then also... The big thrill for me is to be able to contact these people all over the world with these hopeless fourth stage metastases. And I, I'm able to you know, be in touch with them several times a week, sometimes daily through the emails. And we're able to treat these different cancers. And I can be part of the thrill of those people recovering from cancers and seeing that the tumors go down. And I mean, there's a type of excitement and hope that you yeah. can bring to someone's life that is just uncompared, I think. Have you had people come to you before they do any chemo, any radiation, any surgery, like right off the bat, they're like, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going with you first. Yeah. And if so, um, was it easier to work with them or harder? Absolutely. First and second stage cancers, single growths of two centimeters. Well, they found a lump, so they think it's cancer. It's fine. You know, I go after it and that can dissolve that in a couple sessions and there's not in, even any, hardly any discomfort and very little swelling. And then it's just such, so easy to do that. But generally I get people that have done the chemotherapy radiation first and then I have to go after that. You know, the metastases, you know, the low weight and all that. It's uh, makes so it does it make it a lot harder if they've gone yeah. through that first? Absolutely. Remember what we just talked about, you're killing all the weak cancers. Cells, what I get is a professional cancer cell, you know, as opposed to the general population picking a, picking a cancer cell off the street. I get, I get the Mike Tysons. I don't, I don't get these weak cancer cells and then I have to go, go at them, you know? Mm, okay. Do you feel like now at this point, is there anything missing in the protocols? Like, I know you never know what's coming, but you know, what, what are your thoughts now? Is there more that has to be done or it's working well enough that it's okay? Well, if there is more that has to be done, I will think of it when I when the need, the time comes. I'm pretty confident in that area just because I can think so well on my feet, I guess, because I've just been this ac- crazy academic person for 
40 years. So um, I can just do that. I'm pretty confident that I'll come up with a new cancer protocol, you know, in relation to maybe vaccines or spike proteins or blood clots or combinations. Right now, there's a big pneumonia coming from China. And the rumor is it's related to another COVID. And uh, we're looking at, you know, potential lockdowns and vaccines. I can kill that thing. I just need a new round of frequencies and we'll off we go. Is there anything that you've tried this against where it just doesn't work at all? Or it just, it might only barely works? Jeez, you know, that's a great question. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, anything that, you know, virus, parasite, bacteria, I can absolutely kill. I just have to, if there's a new corona, coronavirus or a new influenza, I just have to get the new frequency. And I, there's people that give me that. They they just do equations and then they do some research and then they release it in a new version of the Spookage program. And I just download it and go right to it. Well, how, all right. So how does the right machine stop the cancer? Does it, uh, is the frequency cause the cancer cells to explode or die? Or like what, what is the mechanism by which it works? Yeah, there's different mechanisms. Some cancer frequencies will stop the growth and shock the cancer so that it just stops growing. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen also the cancers disintegrate over the period of a couple of weeks, completely disintegrate. I can see that when we do these uh, skin cancers, they, the cancers turn red and then they get they expand slightly and then 10, 20 percent expansion. Then they disintegrate, replaced by good tissue. And then, you know, there's just basically a small scar there. And, you know, some I think some frequencies are anti-inflammatory. And they're shared by a lot of different programs. And some cancer frequencies, I'm sure, attack different avenues, maybe the tumor formation or the ability of cancers to absorb or utilize glutamine or, or sugar as a fuel energy source. We have programs that will do that now. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that cancers can use, uh, you know, they use a lot of them use sugar for metabolism for the fermentation. Also that they're able to use glutamine. So uh, how does this tie in? Is any of this necessary or again, the rife takes care of it or well, like what else needs to be done to really uh, to help people? I use whatever I get my hands on. So I'm looking into other technologies, which are even less less known and testing them. And, you know, there, there are frequencies which disrupt or disturb the metabolism of these fast growing cancers and just uh, prevent them from integrating that energy source into their metabolic machinery. So it could, could destroy the DNA of cancers, or it could destroy the metabolic process of, of creating energy so that that sugar is unusual, unusable and starve the cancer in that manner, much like people do when they don't eat sugar, right? Okay. So again, in the in the cancer world, you feel pretty secure that the technology is there to pretty much help anybody, right? Absolutely. The biggest problem is that nobody knows about it because it's suppressed. Right. I can't get out there. I could never, you know, get onto a CNN interview. I could never get onto YouTube video because I'm banned from YouTube. You yeah. Know, I, they won't even put my face on a video now. I'm banned from YouTube forever, you know, as this guy that's, wow, you know, this guy's crazy. Wow. Uh, contrary, you can put whatever you want on YouTube. Just don't put up a video telling people how to help themselves. That's no good. We can't have that. So it's just I have a hard time getting out to mainstream. That's the biggest problem. Hmm. Okay. What about people that get a sudden stage four cancer? You know, they they thought they were okay. They Something's wrong. They go to the doctor. The doctor's like, you know, this came out of the blue, but you got like four months to live or something. Um, are those people still treatable by Rife? And you know, have you had cases like that where someone's like on death's door? Yes. Yes. 
and you have to start immediately. The best time to start killing cancer is yesterday. You don't go through any detox. That's no, 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 no. You go ripe for killing cancer and you begin the protocol taking, you know, do your first hour of uh, RIPE's original frequencies for cancer program. You run the plasma on the first original area of the cancer. You wait two days to see how the body reacts to the swelling and the detoxification of removing all the cellular trash that gets produced from killing the cancer. And then you continue onward for there. If the person has a lot of pain from cancer to begin with, it makes things harder because I have to go slower. Because when I, if somebody already has pain from cancer, uh-huh. then they're going to get more when I start killing more cancer. If the inflammatory process uh-huh. has begun, it's very hard to turn off. And that's the most challenging thing that I faced. I think you asked something like that, is, is reducing inflammation in the human body when it's already present in great amounts. I'd say, yeah, because if they have even more, then it could put them in a state where it could kill them or it could really, uh, well, they're in a weakened state, they could be in trouble. They they do get in trouble. They have to, they develop nausea and then they have to take lots of time off and go on some kind of meal replacement. And then oftentimes they develop depression in later uh, stages and later stages of treatment. And they, they have to have emotional family support to continue the treatments. Are you, I, I don't know if you're able to say, but what's like the most difficult case or the most dire case that you've been able to help someone on without naming oh. names or any of the details? Oh God, I've had these fungating tumors that were the size of bowling balls. Um, and, you know, killing them, it's on, it actually grows out of a breast tumor on the outside of the body. And this is a little bit gnarly, but, you know, this is my work. I, I can use frequencies and watch, you know, whole chunks of cancer flesh just fall away from these tumors. Mm. I, I have videos of it, but I don't know anybody wants to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, any other, other conditions that you see a real need to address? Like, uh, it seems like anxiety and depression have been skyrocketing amongst, you know, all peoples, uh, especially young people. Uh, any protocols for that or any conditions that you think really are totally unaddressed that, that need help? Well, I find anxiety is really a physiological response to a mineral deficiency because every time I give somebody minerals, the anxiety immediately goes away and their and, uh, their, their uh, insomnia improves greatly. And so I see that every single time. And it's usually a physiological response to the toxicity and, and mineral deficiency. That's what I find every time with anxiety. So that's that. And you've proved the diet and get sleep and minerals and people recover without having to to take all these benzodiazepine drugs like I used to have to. But I figure the biggest, I fear the biggest problem that we have is media suppression. These treatments are available. They're out there. They're very reasonable. You know, a cancer killing kit maybe costs you $2,300 and it'll last for five years. I give you a coupon to get 5% off any of the orders on at the spooky2-mall.com. And that actually that coupon I'll give you to you now is bill 1215. And you go to Spooky2Mall.com and you can get any of those cancer-killing machines for 5% off. And any of the other stuff, the PMF quote to get rid of pain and the microgen, which you wear around as a lanyard, constantly transmitting frequencies into the body through 10 spats 24 hours a day. Okay. So how do people find you lately? And then, uh, you know, what kind of cases are you getting where people come to you? Are they asking for remote help? Like what's, what's it been like the past year? Crazy, super busy. You know, people do come to me here in, in, in Panama as far as eight hours away they'll drive, which is difficult because I can only kill so much cancer at one shot. Sometimes a couple, four-hour woman just today drove four and a half hours away to see me to diagnose her with, she actually had heavy metals. And then I kept coming up on scans and on my machines. So I'm working on, one of the new exciting things I'm working on is these new chelators. There's no testing for them. They're not FDA approved, but I'm going to work with them because I'm, smart enough to do it. So there's things like Amaramide, which is not FDA approved, but developed by American chemist Boyd Haley. And so I'm working with that now to help people get rid of these things faster. 
I've been working with sweat therapies to help people get rid of 10% of their uh, heavy metal load per month by following sweat protocols I developed and using intestinal binders like chlorella spirulina. So that's a big thing. But I think the biggest impediment that we face is just not getting access to bigger forms of media. That's our biggest problem. Yeah. All right, Bill. Well, what's the best place for people to reach out to you and to find you to get help? Yeah, uh, drbillmcgraw.com. And that's where, you know, I do seminars once a month for Spooky 2, Spooky 2 training. That's like in the middle of the month. You can go to my website and sign register for it. It'll be up probably the new registration. I just finished my last one last Wednesday, two days ago. So the new registration will be up in a few days. And you can go there, register for the new seminar. I talk about how to use the equipment, how to kill cancer. A lot of the time, how to get rid of heavy metals, how to use every single piece of equipment that Spooky 2 has developed that I've been using for 70 years, some of it. And that's where you find it. And that's where you get a hold of me for consultation. You buy the Spooky 2 equipment off the makers that's manufactured in China because it has to be. And then I teach you how to do it. Everything from the program to setting up to how to apply the machines, how to interpret the scans, the reversal cup scans, and then how to pick your cancer protocols how to treat, how long it takes, and then how to do the detoxification. So I've done that. I do it all the time, every day. Every single day of my life, I do it. It's a lot of fun, actually, helping people and, and being part of the solution. You know, yeah, they're raging great. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good, Bill. Thank you for coming back. And we'll probably have you back 10,000 more times. So I appreciate you being here. <laughs> Thank you so very, very much for having me back. It's always a blast, Richard. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.